Hey, welcome everybody to Stratcom Live, the podcast for small business and nonprofit marketing. I am one of your co-hosts here, Josh Hatcher, the VP of Client Success at Grand River Agency, and I've got my co-host here. Is that that's you? That, that, that's, that's who are you? To be. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Kelsey Bowden. I am the president and founder of Grand River Agency. Also, one of your co-hosts here on Stratcom Live, and. We just came in from the cold. We're here in the doldrums of winter. Is that what you would say? The doldrums. Doldrums yeah. of winter. The dregs. Yeah. It, it's like we actually have had like very little winter this year. Mm -hmm. And and now uh, the snow is coming down it, outside it, like there's crazy. A lot of snow. Yeah. I'm worried. You might have to spend the night here, buddy. Yeah. You know, it might not be driving. Yeah. Might not be driving back. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. You might sleep on my couch with my dogs. I appreciate the hospitality and I appreciate <laughs> your dogs. Uh, hey, listen, today we're going to be talking about the digital marketing trends for the nonprofit sector for 2024. Correct. And it's a good, okay, so season two of the podcast, we're yeah, here, we're here now. So that's a, that's a good two, one. Season two, episode one. That's a good way to kick it off. I think that's yeah. a, just talking about trends for 2024, how things are going to shake out, how, how, you know, we're trying to help our nonprofit clients and how nonprofits who, you know, can, can help themselves. You know, it, just some uh, some insights for for how to get things done. So, because yeah. we, we do a lot of work with nonprofit clients and small business clients, we work with both, and a lot of the same marketing principles apply to both. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many of the same yes marketing yeah. principles fact, apply to both. I think that's one of the reasons that small that nonprofits often struggle is that they don't think of it as a business. Exactly, they don't they're, think of it as a business. They think of it as a charity. They think of it as uh, something good to do. So thereby they have to go about everything entirely differently, right? In their right. own minds they do, right. you know, where they're just an organization with a special tax designation. Right. You know? <laughs> right. They're, a, you know? they're an organization and in order to, to do the work that you want to do as a nonprofit, mm -hmm. you've got to make some money. That's correct. Money is oxygen, as our good friend Jimmy LaRose yeah. Yeah. And not, says. And nonprofit <laughs> doesn't mean that you don't make money. It means that you spend that money on your cause. You make all kinds of money. You invest then, that back in your cause. And then you invest that money back in your cause. So, you know. To be able to do awesome things like hiring additional program staff. Right. To be able to maybe bring on some people who can expand your community outreach. That sort of thing. And to be able to just help people. You're, you have people that you're serving, mm -hmm. you know. And you. Uh, so, I, you know, as we get into the marketing trends here in a little bit, I just want to encourage you as a nonprofit, go ahead and think of it as a business. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and think of it as knowing that your most important thing that you do is making money because, you know, if you're a, 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 an organization that serves the indigent and the poor, you know, that's a noble cause. And how are you going to serve them if you don't have any money to serve them? We want to help you get that money so that you can serve them. Right. That's, that's really, really part of the key of what we want to see happen. You know, we want to, we want to see those people helped. That's kind of a rewarding part of our business. It is because yeah. we get to help people. Like that's the, we, the end result. We get to help people help people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of different, like that is very rewarding, you know, representing a lot of different nonprofits, you know, our impact thereby can be just exponential because we, you know, we're helping this nonprofit reach this demographic of people. We have the helping this nonprofit reach this demographic of people. So, I mean, like, I don't know, in a way, like we're our own nonprofit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? We're, we're not helping out the world. <laughs> we are not a nonprofit. But However, we, yeah, we're not. 
However, mission is at the center of what we do, which I think is, makes it a lot of fun. Correct. So, Kelsey. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever just have a brain fart? <laughs> Kelsey. <laughs> Who farted? Josh's yeah. brain. Josh's brain. So, listen. Um, we like to ask fun questions to kind of kick off those icebreaker questions, which are appropriate considering all the ice and snow outside. Yeah. We can break some of that up with Just these questions. Break some of that up and make it go away entirely and melt and be 50 degrees warmer so I can go play golf. So since Christmas <sighs> has just come and gone, uh, it, I, I love the white elephant, you know, that you have for office Christmas parties. We didn't get to do an office Christmas party because it would be boring because it would just be the two of us. So, <laughs> But every time we get together, it's a party. Oh, sure. So. <laughs> Correct, but um, uh, in the course of your of your storied and experienced career uh, and life, in life, yeah, and life, what is your favorite gag Christmas gift? Okay, so this was when, <laughs> this is great. This was when I was younger. I was a kid, and my dad and his best friend Jack, they were both police officers in the Buffalo area together. They were partners for 30 years, you know, so they were naturally very, very good friends. My dad gets Jack for Christmas, you know, the, the scratch offs, lottery scratch offs. Like, you know, they're, they're a good stocking stuffer. They're a good gift for just, Hey, whatever. Here's some, you know, hopefully you win some money. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was a, a fake winning scratch off. Mm. So Jack and his wife, Irene, it, and, and, I have to preface this. Jack has since passed away. He passed away like six, seven years ago, which is very sad. He was a hilarious, hilarious guy. Just, oh my God, the stories that I have about him. So dad gives him this scratch off and he does it there on the spot and he wins $250,000 and he is freaking out. Oh my gosh. Free, he and Irene are freaking out about how, oh my God, this solves so many financial problems. Uh, it was fake. As oh I said, gosh. it was fake. How far did your dad let him go? Not very far because they were starting to get into like what they're going to do with the money and everything like that. <laughs> and dad had to cut him off pretty quickly. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, that it kind of backfired. Like, yeah. It been, it's funny until you realize I just really let them down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, and how do you we not can pay for our cancer surgery and we can get our dog's legs fixed and we can exactly we can you, bring grandma home from jail <laughs> grandma's in jail no but yeah so i mean how could that gift not backfire because i mean like if you're gonna receive two hundred fifty thousand dollars, like you're gonna be pretty damn pumped you yeah, know yeah. which they were so um anyway dad is like okay i'm sorry it's fake and they're thinking it's not fake or whatever. And it did say on the back, like, you know, this is a gag, like, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. there's the disclaimer there or whatever. But I mean, at first they didn't believe him because they thought he wanted to take it back. Oh my God. They wanted to take the money you back. You just want my money. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, it, look, it says on the back, like, this is a, this is a toy for entertainment purposes only. Like it was just a, it was just a gag gift, you know, oh that gosh. sort of thing. And Jack and Irene were mad. They did not <laughs> speak to dad. For a while after that. I mean, like, and that we're talking about a 30 year friendship. Mm. I mean, eventually it all blew over and everyone was able to laugh about it, you know, sometime down the road. But I mean, like they did not talk for a while 
And dad was pretty distraught about that. You know, he felt like he lost a best friend. But I mean, like playing a trick. (laughs) Yeah. But but they thought it was a pretty cruel trick. So, yeah, that was that was my favorite gag Christmas gift just because it was funny. And then and then tragic. (laughs) <laughs> and then it became funny again sometime later, you know, and <laughs> I haven't thought about that in oh, a long time. Because awesome. like I said, I was little, you know, yeah. you know, I was younger, I sh- I, not little, like I wasn't like three or anything like that, but I was a kid, you know, so naturally I thought it was hilarious. He's yeah. like, watch the reaction to this. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yep. What about you, buddy? Okay. A couple of years ago, we, so we typically go to my mom's on Christmas Eve and then everybody comes over here on Christmas day. Yep. And we're at my mom's and I, my mom gave my daughter-in-law a $50 bill and she pulls it out. And who's on the $50 bill? Who? Ulysses S. Grant. Todd Grant. Ulysses S. Grant, which actually wasn't he, his middle name wasn't S. And I don't I think he changed his name to sound like it was something like Todd It was something really stupid. <laughs> and he changed it to sound more manly, you know? OK, Um but anyway, he's on this bill, and, and she's looking at it. She's like, he's so handsome. He kind of looks like my dad. And it was we were all just like making fun of her and laughing. That was <laughs> hilarious. And, and as we looked, we're like, he actually does kind of look like your dad. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we never noticed that Ulysses S. Grant is kind of handsome. Yeah. But then we started teasing her because it was hilarious. And so, you know, we all laughed for like an hour. And then came home that night, and I'm wrapping presents. And I had this idea. And I'm like... This is going to be perfect. So I had a picture frame in here from something else. And I took the picture out and I printed off an eight and a half by 11 picture of Ulysses S. Grant. I believe he won the Civil War. Yes, he did. And uh, he he looks like Dennis Campbell, who is my daughter-in-law's father. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the picture because I'm holding it up. If you're just listening... Uh, and that is not, an immaculate beard. So, he's so gorgeous. Yeah, that's so, a very nice beard. He's a beard. handsome man. Mm-hmm. So I printed it off and I wrapped it up. Like So this was like from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So like the timing is perfect for a joke. It hasn't been long, so it's all fresh. We're all still laughing about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I put it you know, with her name on under the tree. So she opens it up and everybody laughed and it was great, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Can you show him again? Yeah, let me show him. Isn't he handsome? Yeah, he's giving off real, like, most interesting man in the world vibes. Oh, yeah. Like, remember those Dos, those Dos Equis commercials? Yeah, and he probably would have drank Dos Equis if it had been around in the 1860s. At, <laughs> at, so, mu- at museums, he's yeah. allowed to touch the art. <laughs> <laughs> he bowls overhand. <laughs> so I... <laughs> bowling overhand. <laughs> so I... Uh, fast forward to this year. And, uh, you know, Melody and Isaiah and uh, my other kids, uh, several of them gave presents this year that they made or re-gifted because, they, you know, they, they needed a little extra money and sure. nobody wanted to expect a lot of them. So I opened this present and on it is written Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> like on the right corner. Let me see if you can see it. Was he swearing? Is it on here? I don't know. I don't think you can see it because it's kind of faint, but it was written on here. And so I open it up and I'm like, (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson. And so apparently the day before they were, you know, they were sitting there talking like, what should we give your dad? Uh You know, and and Isaiah's like, I don't know. And Melly says, how about we re-gift that picture of of U.S. General Samuel L. Jackson? (laughs) Wow. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you. 
U.S. general and president and winner of the Civil War, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my favorite gag Christmas gift. That not only was it a great gag because of the first time it that it got given, it had just the perfect timing, and then this time it came back with like a perfect faux pas that just made it hilarious. So, Oh my Lord. So on your $50 bill, if you pull it out, that is not Ulysses S grant. That is Samuel L. Jackson. That is Sam Jackson. Yes. In Jurassic park being like, hold on to your butts. Mother effort. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Sam Jackson. He like, he like goes to Appomattox and he sits down across from, from, uh, general Lee. Mm -hmm. And he says, this war is over, mother ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the best gag Christmas gift. That's that's and, that's really solid. And that's nobody a good got story. nobody got mad and ended their friendship over it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's positive. <laughs> oh, so guys, if you are a nonprofit and you are you're listening to this podcast and you know that you've got a story to tell. You know that you need some help with the marketing aspect of things. We've put together a fantastic ebook for you. Uh, you did such a great job with that, by the way. Dude, Continue. Yeah, it, it like it was one of those projects that I'm like, we need to put this together, and I know it's going to take a lot of work. And then we just had a little bit of a of, of a chunk of time where I could do it. And then as I got going it became like a behemoth. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a few pages. And then I'm like, no, but we didn't, we need to tell this and we need to talk about this. So there's just, a lot you need to cover in that. There's so much. So it's actually a very valuable book. Like, like right now we're giving it away for free, but we might sell it later. Like, yeah. honestly, I think we're going to put a price tag on it later. There's a lot of insights in there. So if you want this, you need to get it now before we start charging. Mm-hmm. So if you go to the show notes and you look at our nonprofit digital storytelling guide, this is going to help you. It's going to help you. Uh, have an epic impact on your community. It's going to help you change the world because that's why you do your nonprofit yeah. is to change the world. And we want to help you do that. Uh, so we're going to equip you. That's really what this book does. It equips you mm-hmm. to be able to tell your story mm-hmm. and in that telling of your story and not just tell your story, but like actually tell your story in a way that helps you reach more people. That helps you grow your nonprofit. That helps you get access to, to grant funders and, uh, you know, in fundraising and, and donor dollars, mm-hmm. that's what we want to help you do. Right. So that's what this digital right. storytelling guide does. Well, it, it, it just helps you to like hone in your storytelling philosophy about your nonprofit. Because as I've said before, nonprofits are a story within themselves. Every single person served is a story because yeah. they have a personal story. You know, and when you multiply that over hundreds and thousands and sometimes even millions, I mean, like there's always an opportunity to tell the story, but you have to tell it right as a nonprofit. It's not enough for you to be talking about how great your organization is. But if you're taught, if it's like organization centric, it needs to be outwardly focused. Like the actual story is the impact in the community, the people served this storytelling guide helps you to tell those stories more effectively and And to the right people. Yes. To the right people. Because when you tell the right people, your story, they help fund your mission. Exactly. So exactly. So we want to help you do that. So we've got a free guide to help you out. So again, it's free for now. Link in the show notes, link in the show notes. So just click that link and you can download it. So I think it's good stuff anyway. (laughs) It is 47 pages of great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. 47 pages. Yeah. It could be 80 pages if we wanted it to be, but 
Well, there's more that you can expand upon. As you said, yeah, there's a lot yeah. that you need to touch on yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think honestly, what I'd like to do is we're going to give it away for free for right now. I'd like to turn it into something even more valuable yep. and then we're going to charge for it because, so this is a limited time offer. It's not going to be here forever. We're yeah. going to make it something even better. Mm-hmm. So it's available for, for now for free. Right. Okay. So where do we start, buddy? <laughs> All right. So today's episode, we are talking about 2024. Can you believe it? 2024. Like this is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Almost a quarter, a quarter of the way through the century. Like I was born in 1978. Mm-hmm. I, I was born in, in the, 1989. I grew, we grew so we were alive. Well, you were alive in a little bit of the 80s. Yeah, but I saw the 80s. Know, yeah, but, <laughs> I experienced the but, 80s. But you know, we were thinking about you know the Back to the Future time frame and what the world was going to be like, and flying cars and entire and, meals in pill form. Yeah, and and shoes that lace themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on a patent for that, by the way. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, the world might not look like we thought it was going to look like. No. But in 2024, you, now that you live in the future, <laughs> need to pay attention to what's happening in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and there are a lot of things that are happening really in marketing and storytelling across the board mm-hmm. for everybody, businesses and nonprofits. But there are some things that we really want you to be aware of and to think about because to be able to have a good digital presence really matters one to the people that you serve so that they can know how they can access what you're doing. And two to the people that fund your mission so that they can know that you're legitimate Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what we want to help you do. We want to really help you make sure that you are communicating your message to the people that need to see it. Right. The people that need to see it, the big money donors, the grant funders, the foundations, whatever. The first place they're going to go now in the 21st century, the first place they're going to go if you have submitted a case for support, if you've submitted a grant proposal, if you've just begun reaching out to them just to build a relationship with, with donors because money is oxygen. You know, I hate to use that again, but you need that to be able to accomplish your mission. So they are the, the people, the funders, they are effectively your customer as a nonprofit. A lot of people get that. A lot of nonprofit people get that backwards. Well, isn't that the people that we serve? Aren't they our customer? No, they're not paying for your services. Someone's got to pay for it along the way. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to fund it. So the first place that they're going to go is going to be your website, your social media. They're going to want to see that you have the mechanism for outreach to be able to accomplish your mission. They want to see that you are a credible organization. And not a, a fly-by-night scam that's pretending to be a nonprofit organization. Exactly. And well, that too. That too. That's a very good point. You'd be surprised how many legitimate nonprofit organizations, when you start looking at their digital presence, and, and their Facebook page mm-hmm. and their lack of any other, you know, <laughs> and you see what they've been posting and you see what their website looks like. And you're like, is this place even real? Right. <laughs> is this a real place mm-hmm. or is this just pretending to, so they can get my money? And that happens. That happens. Like for the fraud, like mm-hmm. there are, I, I see stories all the time of people who are, are, are defrauding, you know, because they've done a, a good job at faking it, you know? And what you really need to do is you want to make sure that you can clearly communicate who you are so that the people that give you money know who you are. And that mm-hmm. matters. So let's look at the uh, the trends in marketing this year. 
2024, mm-hmm. what you should expect because marketing is always changing. There's new technology that comes out. There's you know new algorithms. There's everything changes. So let's talk about uh, the first trend to watch, which is personalization. Now, what what does that mean to you when you hear personalization when it comes to marketing? What is something that you think about, Kelsey? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is is the the you know being named having your name in the subject line of an email or, you know, what have you. But I like to think, take it a a step further in trying to reach the members of your target audience, the demographics where they are. Mm. So making an effort to reach them in those, especially if you're reaching out to like, you know, donors, big money donors, they're professional people. Mm -hmm. Where are they going to be interacting online? They're going to be on LinkedIn. You know, there's, there's a lot, at least there's going to be a lot of interaction there. There's going to be a lot of content consumption that's coming from that specific area. So personalization to me means reaching out to them where they are, where they live in the digital space. And sometimes, I mean, and it's not enough just to post on LinkedIn. You want to be posting in the groups that they're, they're that they're members of. Yeah, exactly. And paying for advertising, like, you know, paid advertising if you can afford it. Well, and with, with the paid advertising aspect of things too, like, dude, I can't get over. So how often I'm getting targeted ads that are very specific. Sure. Now, sometimes they're. They don't get me at all, right? Sometimes <laughs> they don't get me at all. And it's like, yeah, you think you know me. But a lot of times I'm getting ads served to me on social media or or even like website searches or YouTube, things like that, like that are very specific that only somebody like me would be interested in. Sure. You know, and I mean, you, you used to see this. You don't see it as much anymore, but you ever see like they were actually doing ads where like you'd get like served a T-shirt that had your last name on it. Yeah. It'd be like Bowden, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, and which I, I want to buy. I, I, we're seeing a little bit less of that, I think, because there's been a, a few kind of tweaks to privacy, mm-hmm. um, which especially with iPhone, you know, and Apple. Yeah. So there's been some tweaks to kind of which kind of keeps some of those ads from showing up like they used to. Mm-hmm. However, I'm getting ads that are very specific for things that I've said out loud, for things that I've searched for, mm-hmm. for things that I'm interested in. And so that is one aspect of personalization that I think we need to keep in mind as well is that mm-hmm. you can you can do some research, you can do some poking, and you can target ads to the right people at the right place so that they're seeing it. Especially if they've already interacted with you, mm-hmm. you know, you can actually target ads to people that have interacted with you so that you see them again and again and again, which is really amazing. And I think it's a trend that we need to watch this. Right, week. and I love that. That's like you know one of your areas of expertise is is absolutely hitting that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Now I'm not a perfect expert on it yet. I'm still learning a lot of it because it's constantly changing. That's one thing. Well, I that's think, the point. Is yeah, like you know, yeah. you're about as expert as they could come with it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, but yeah. it's always you're right. It is always yeah, it's changing. Always changing. Yeah. But but yeah, you can do some targeted advertising that really gets because like if I'm going to spend a hundred bucks on an ad, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, or a thousand bucks, but let's just say a hundred because that's a little more realistic for me, right? If right. I'm going to spend a hundred bucks on an ad. I want to know that I'm not. You know, let's say I'm going to sell coffee cups, right? Mm Because there's a coffee cup in front of me. You know, I want that coffee cup ad to show up in front of people that drink coffee or tea. Right. You know, uh, if I'm advertising people that drink Mountain Dew, you know, they're not necessarily going to be interested in the coffee cup ad. Mm -hmm. 
you know. And so finding that that target is targeting is really that's really the same thing as personalization in a way because mm-hmm. you're making sure that that your content is serving the people that you want to want to serve. So right. So the next trend that we really need to pay attention to, I think, is investing in the digital realm. Kelsey, what we talked a little bit about that as we started the show. That yeah, I, we we need to retouch on that. Let's too. really hit that. So as a nonprofit, why is this important? Sure. Well, as I said, the first place that the that you know big money donors and foundations and anyone who's going to support your mission with a grant or what have you. Uh, is they're going to go to your digital presence. They're going to go to your website. They're going to go to your social media. And I always say this, the last place, the last thing that you want them to encounter when they get to your digital presence is a digital graveyard. The, a website that hasn't been updated since 2018, a social media account that hasn't seen a post in the last four and a half months, that sort of thing. It, it, it shows you're not active. It shows you don't care. It shows you're not out there trying to, you know, have that mechanism that I alluded to the mechanism for community outreach, which is the only way for you to make an impact, you know, for people to be aware of your initiatives and programs and services. Well, and let's, let's look at it this way. Let's say I'm a a grant funder, right. Or a large donor. Sure. And I'm going to give to a nonprofit organization. I want to know that that nonprofit organization is getting funding from somebody other than just me. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I want to know that they're putting the work in, to get other people to help support this cause because, you know, my $10,000 that I'm giving them is only going to go so far. Mm-hmm. And I know they have a, that, that they want to reach more people. And if I give it to them and they're not doing anything to reach more people mm-hmm. to get more funding, to help more people, you know, so that's, that's one of the things that you're able to show mm-hmm. with your digital presence is that you're actually actively seeking donors, actively seeking more partners in your mission. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So the idea of making things sure that things are donor centric, that your messaging is attracting more people to donate to it. You know, anything else about the uh, making sure that the nonprofits are really beefing up their digital presence? Anything in particular you think they could do? What's the first step they should do if their digital presence is a graveyard? What's the first place to start? Well, I mean, the first place that they're going to look is the website. So just make sure that you have an attractive website. You know, with, with one of our clients that we've been doing some work with, one of our nonprofit clients that we've been doing some work with for the past, uh, you know, probably four or five months, that was our, that was the first order of business Yeah, is to create that website, the new website, because I mean, what they had while it was a, I would say like a, a serviceable mechanism to collect donations and it did, you know, it would highlight, you know, the times that they're open and the services they that they provide or whatever. It wasn't a very attractive presence. It, did, it, it was also difficult for them to update, so they didn't. They, so they didn't exactly. So yeah, yeah, that that was the that was the first place. It was also not properly optimized for SEO. So if you Google it, they don't come up very well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, lots of things like that. That that re, you know, you really yeah. That's the, I think the the best starting place. Yeah, and and. <clears throat> To have something like that that is able to capture, you know, capture people's attention and communicate what you need to communicate and people can find you like you've got to have that. It's really important. Right. Right. Well, and and another thing, I mean, like continuing to invest in your digital presence, I mean, then naturally you're going to social media. Right. You know, and if, you know, a nonprofit, a small nonprofit, all they have is a Facebook account that hasn't been updated in 18 months. Right. You know, it, it like at least have 
several different channels that are most applicable to your target audiences. And then furthermore, getting that LinkedIn out there. So you're like, you know, maybe you're not necessarily putting out the same social media posts that you're putting out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what have you, you're putting out more targeted messaging that's talking about your community impact to the people that are directly giving to you. So you're differentiating your, your messaging specifically to the people who have the power to bankroll your mission. You know, again, they're, they are your customers. So you need to have the social media presence as well. That's non-negotiable anymore. Right. Yeah. You can't just, you can't just cobble together something with a crappy Facebook account. It's just not going to happen. And, and let me say this too, like your, your messaging there makes an impact for people to be able to find you, you know, because if Mm -hmm. nobody knows who you are right, and they don't see it. You know, oh, and oh, this is another one that I think is worth talking about. So I don't want to bash any of our clients, but I think this is safe to say about all of our clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not calling anybody out. Um, let's say you're not at the place where you're ready to invest money into your digital presence yet. You know that you're going to want to. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge you to invest some time into it right away. Yep. And the first order of business that I want you to do is to make sure that you have access to your website. Yep. <laughs> and you have access to your Facebook page and your Instagram account and all of those things. I would set up a social media account for all of them. Make sure that, the, that you've got the profile with your link to everything. Even if you're not updating it yet, have it out there. But make sure you have all of that information in one place. Make a document. Put your passwords in it. You know, if you have a social media account, it's usually off of your personal account. You have mm-hmm. to have a personal account that then can link to your business account. And so do that and know how to get in there because when you are at the place where you're ready to invest, it's going to be a pain in the rear for mm-hmm. you to be able to add people to it if you don't know where it is. So if you're going to... We you, encounter that. Every so time, often, every yeah. time. And again, we're not bashing, no, bashing the clients. It's, no, it's it, it, a lot of it's just because they've been run a certain way. And, and, and an intern set it up 10 years ago. Exactly. And nobody knows where anything is mm-hmm. and, and it's been changed. So make sure that like if you have a, an email account that's for your overall marketing mm-hmm. and your overall operations or whatever, that you know what the password is to it. If you've got, um, because, because now you've got things like two-factor authentication yep. where... If we go to log into your website, it's going to send you a text message. And if that's not up to date in your profile, then somebody that doesn't even work at your company anymore is getting a, is getting a text message <laughs> so that they can authorize. Get all of it together today. Mm-hmm. Like Make this your first order of business in 2024. Whether you're ready to invest or not, take the time to, to just take one day. You can do it all in one day. You really can. Yep. Get all of your social stuff and all of your website stuff and all of your email stuff in one place with all your passwords so you know where it is and you know how to access it so that when you are ready to hire somebody or when you're ready to bring on a new intern or when you're ready to bring on somebody to help you with it or start working on it. Or start working on it yourself. Or even start working on it yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything is together. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a like that's not even a, a money investment. That's just a take the time to do it mm-hmm. because it's going to save you time and hassle later. Right. For sure. Well, I, you said you could do it in a day. You could do it in, in, in an hour. Yeah. You, well, you, it, it, well I mean, it depends, but I mean, if it's not missing, <laughs> if everything's not missing, you know, and, and you, you know, 
Like, if everything, you know, you should be able to do it in an hour. You mm-hmm. should be able to do it in an hour. It might take you longer if, you know, you've got to contact somebody to get the information. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But take a day, you know, plan a day of getting it all together. And if you get it all together in an hour, spend the rest of the day creating some content for it. Sure. You know, go chat GPT some social media posts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it would be better if you had a real life human writing it. You know, I mean, I think that's going to make it better. Mm-hmm. But if you can't afford to pay us yet, <laughs> do that. Get something out. Right. Get it in front of people. So yeah. that's my, my, my quick little advice, in, in, advice on the, the digital realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelsey, what do you think about uh, harnessing the power of video? I think that's something that you do an incredible job of. You are the expert in that, my friend. I actually want to, I want to, I'm, I'm pulling up something on my phone because I want to model this here. Right. Something that we can do. I'm like actually real time. We're going to show them something. Sure. Uh, I just have to switch into. Well, while you're doing that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. While you're doing that, it's just that the, obviously, you know, as social media has evolved and as the human brain has evolved with it, uh, attention spans are different the types of content that people like to consume are different. People aren't necessarily, you know, there are some, but people aren't necessarily out to read a 1600 word blog post when they could get the same information in a 30 second video snippet. Right. That sort of thing. So yeah, video content itself, short form video content, stuff that can be consumed uh, easily, quickly and get the information they need. I mean, like the, the importance of that in 2024 it was important in 2016, right? You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a new trend. It's only a growing trend that you need to invest in. Right. And you know, there are all kinds of video <clears throat> that you can use. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the short form, which is super, and it's super helpful. There are discovery algorithms that exist now, mm-hmm. right? So when, you know, we talked a little bit about that personalization that happens with advertising where you mm-hmm. can target people. Well, you know, TikTok really kind of made this famous and then Facebook and Instagram kind of modeled it and YouTube kind of followed the model where if you're interested in golf. Yay, I am. I know you are. And so you'll watch a golf video, right? You're scrolling and you see a video of golf and you watch the golf video. Mm -hmm. The algorithm on that social media channel now knows you like golf videos Mm -hmm. because you spent, you know, it was a, it was a, one minute and 30 second video and you watched all minute and 30 second of it and you gave it a heart and you commented. Yep. So you know what's going to happen to your feed? It's going to show you more golf videos Yep. because it sees that you engage with that. And so, and and anybody that's been on social media that's listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about because they see it happen. So why not create some content that does that for you? Because if there are people out there that are interested in what you're doing, let's get it in front of them. Yeah. You know, and if you, and you've got to be creative with that too, right? So like, let's say you're, you're, you're reaching your, uh, in your community, right? So let's say, you know, I live in Bradford, Pennsylvania and let's say I have a charity in Bradford, Pennsylvania. Well, you know, the people that I serve, you know, they're not necessarily my target audience, but my donors are. So what are my donors interested in? Right. And you know what? It's snowing today. And let's say, you know, what if I did a, a quick drive tour of Bradford and showed the snow that's happening today. That might seem like a waste of time marketing wise. Right. But you know what? The people in my community 
or people from my community who still have moved away, but they invest back in their community. Sure. They love that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. They love yep. seeing their old hometown covered in snow. You know what I mean? Oh, so, sure. So yeah. <laughs> at, when you're thinking of what kind of video to post, think about what your people are interested in. And then you make videos about that. And, you know, if they like, let's say you're donors, maybe you're, you're you know, you uh, are a, 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 a nonprofit that gives coats to people that need coats. Well, guess what? Showing the work that you do, you're showing a, a coat distribution drive that day and you show a little video clip it. That so you can shoot on your cell phone, you show a little clip of it. That's the next point. It's, it's cost effective. Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't have to be prof- professionally yeah. produced yeah. anymore. People like that authenticity, even. Yes. Of and, you know, just hey, here's a cell phone video. This is some awesome stuff that's going on. And you, know? and you can shoot it and, and show it, and it's awesome. All right, one more quick thing. I think you need to take advantage of, and we're going to do it right now. Yeah. Do you have that thing ready? Yeah. So, live video. People love live video. You can you can post live video on Facebook, on Instagram, all over. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I'm going to go on the Stratcom live page right now. Do which, it. when you're listening to this, it'll be later, but that's fine. You can look back and see it if you want. Uh, so I'm making a post, and I'm saying, recording new episodes, and I'm uh, giving uh, an exclamation point, because I, I use way too many exclamation points. And I'm going to click live, and then I'm going to go live. So I'm on my cell phone, and we're going live right now in 3, 2, 1. Okay. Hey, there we are. We're live right now. Hey, guys. How's it going? How y'all doing? (laughs) So we're doing a live video while we're recording a podcast episode. Now, we might get some people that hop on this video and pay attention to it, and we might not yet, and that's okay. Do you see our ring lights? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can see the studio. This is is, uh, the studio that is also the home of of manlyhood. So that wall that's showing up on the live video, but not showing up on the podcast is my manlyhood set. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, this set with the, Whoa, Whoa. I, think I messed it up. There we go. This set with the bear and the guitar, that's my shot. And then over here we've got, hi Kelsey. Hey, what's going on? Do I look comfortable over here? You're, you're probably not because that chair is definitely not comfortable. Well, no, I got the, I got the, you've got the pillow now, pillow on it now. Yeah. <laughs> and we got my background there. That's one of my paintings that I did. My yeah. Bob Ross style type things. And the and, old TV that I, that I bought off marketplace for five bucks. Uh huh. And then this one that I think I bought at Goodwill for five bucks. I just love old TVs. I think they're fun. Um, but so that's our studio. That's our podcast studio. And we're going live while we're doing a podcast episode because mm-hmm. for our, Social media listeners, they, they would find this interesting. And yep. now, so let's say you're, again, you're doing a coat drive and you want to encourage people to stop in and bring their coats so that you can give them. Mm-hmm. You know, that donation of a coat is going to help somebody. So you can do a uh, a coat drive and you can do a live video and promote it. Right. The cool thing about live videos is they usually stick around afterwards too. We have somebody watching. It's, who is that? Umesh Chandra. Uh, Vadav. I'm not sure who you are, but awesome. I'm so glad you're watching. <laughs> I hope I said your name right, and if I didn't, I apologize. I don't have my readers on, so I might have missed a letter or two trying to make that out. You doing good today? I hope so. So, yeah. You know, you can use a live video, and I'm going to end this live video now that we've made our point, I think. Yeah. So those of you who are watching this little social media clip live, thank you for watching. I uh, want Yeah, to thank make, you. I really appreciate it. I want to see you hop on to our podcast and make sure you listen so you can see the context of this live video mm-hmm. uh, but i wanted I, I did it that way because i wanted to show how simple it is to do sure 
I literally took you, out my cell you pull phone. out a cell phone. I typed something and I clicked go live. Mm-hmm. Pretty and then you, simple. And then talked about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So with your nonprofit, do that often. You know, mm-hmm. you can make all kinds of short form videos about anything. You know, there's even a way to you can actually there's you have to hack it a little bit, but you can actually download that video and cut it up into smaller videos yeah. if you want. You know, they're they're. But that that video, that live video, gives you access to people, you know? Yeah. And the more that you do it, the more that the algorithm will show it to people. And, again, even if they're not watching live, they'll watch it later because it will show up in their feed. So, And if you do it right, which I didn't do, you can promo that. We're going to be going live at 10 o'clock. Make sure you tune in. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, I know that's a long little clip about video. That's only one of the trends, but I think you really need to take it seriously, uh, whether you're do especially short form, especially YouTube, especially TikTok, especially Instagram reels and Facebook reels and considering live video as well. Correct. And anyone can do that. My, my, my mother in the nursing home could do that. Sure. You know, and, yeah. and she hates using her phone, but she could do but that. She could do that. She could do yeah, that. So you dear nonprofit leader, you could do that. And, and you'd be surprised at the things people find interesting too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Uh, Kelsey, tell me about uh, influencers. That's a buzzword right now. Everybody's talking about influencers and all these, you know, Gen Z people think they're going to make a million dollars being an influencer. But how does that relate to nonprofit marketing? Right. Okay. Well, you're not necessarily trying to find the (laughs) the the person on TikTok who has a a million followers or whatever who does crazy stuff. I mean, an influencer. Think outside of the box. Who might an influencer in your nonprofit industry be? Someone else who might have a similar nonprofit who serves a role in the continuum of services that you provide. Maybe someone else that you, <clears throat> some, some other organization that you partner with on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be the person with the massive following. It could just be another person who gives you another thousand sets of eyes right on your content. So, I mean, like think within your community, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing an event or if you're doing a, even just a social media event, right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, maybe you're doing a live video, you know, why don't you partner up with somebody in your community who is also someone respected by your target audience? Yeah. You know, maybe that's the mayor, you know, maybe it's a journalist, Sure. You know, maybe you work with your local newspaper and you build that relationship. And, and I, I, like, I like the word influencer for this because while we see that connotation of the, you know, the, the makeup artist or, the, or the, the stunt guy, right, from TikTok, we, yeah. that's the, the first thing that comes to mind, the Gen Z kind of thing. The concept has been around a long time. Mm-hmm. But, but viewing it as partnering with somebody that, that can reach your potential audience. Mm-hmm. Again, another powerful. thousand sets of eyes. Powerful. Yeah. I mean, and for a nonprofit, that is, you know, a lot of digital capital. And it, and it could be as simple as sending a message to somebody who's got a Facebook page and saying, Hey, look, we're doing a can drive for canned food this month. Would you be willing to share our posts about it for the next month yeah. as we count down to this? And like, they might say, yeah, I'm all about that. Let's do it. Yep. They might say, we don't know what we're doing when it comes to social media, so we're not going to be a big help. So, so look for the people that know how to do that, obviously. But, right. You know, but there's all kinds of things. You, maybe you plan an event together, you know? Sure. 
you know, but Co- co-hosting an event. Yeah. That, that could be very, very yeah. valuable. Yeah. Absolutely. Two brands coming together as to, you know, address a common cause, that yeah. sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, like another example, um, when I worked at, uh, the local manufacturing company. Yeah. So we, we would get uh, a message like usually before Thanksgiving from one of the local, uh, uh, food pantries and they would ask us if we would do a food drive in our cafeteria, you know what I mean? Our lunchroom. Sure. And we put up a box and a little flyer that they gave us. And then our people would all donate to the food drive. And then of course we would take a picture of the food that we were donating and do a little social post about it, you know, and tag, tag them in, them in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yep. And, and so then our company looks great for helping that cause and, they get a little bit of extra eyes and attention on their cause. Mm-hmm. It's that's an easy influencer partnership. Sure, absolutely. So again, it doesn't have to be the person with a million followers. It could just be the other person who has the, or the other organization in town that is doing something similar to you. That you know they can just put that out there and they can enjoy being tagged. Right, <laughs> I guess. Right, sure. you know. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say enjoy, but reap the benefits of it. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, what are some other some resources? I know there's a lot of different resources out there for nonprofits. But, uh, you know, I know obviously we're a resource for nonprofits <clears throat> because of what we can offer in terms of helping you do these things. But then we also give you information. Um, but how can you leverage other resources to help you in your marketing? What, what, where else can you learn this kind of information? Right. Well, uh, one of them actually is uh, a former client of ours, uh, mm-hmm. the Nano. The friends Nas- of ours. Yep, they're friends of ours. Yep. Yeah. National Association of Nonprofit Organizations and Executives. Um, if you go to nano.org, they have a wealth of resources for nonprofit executives, nonprofit leaders, board members. They have a lot of trainings um, that have to do with anything from fundraising to th- there's marketing there, there's branding there. there there's a lot uh, of tools at your disposal. And if you become a member of nano, you, you have access to free material that has already been produced. So it's, it's taking the time away from having, all you have to do is kind of plug that in and plug your name in there and, you know, maybe put in some details that are specific to your organization, but that stuff has been done for you. So like I said, it is a wealth, a wealth of resources. I know, uh, I know that she works with Nano, but and we have worked with her as well as Joanne Alpelt is yep. another great resource. She's uh, she's she's more some... on the on the fundraising side of things, but yeah, sure. Yep. But it definitely can connect you and give you those those resources, that information that will help you mm-hmm. to be able. And I think that that connecting with that is something you know. The personal growth is something that we all need, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're a nonprofit executive, you need that access. Right. Just things that will help you grow to become a better leader of a nonprofit organization. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if you want to become a better marketer, you know, there's information in there that will help you do that. It all comes together. Yeah. She has a ton of books out and she has a lot of free content on her website, you know, that is dealing with, again, that mostly is dealing with fundraising things, but then there are other, uh, topics and subjects that she covers that are tangential to that, that all affect and impact fundraising in some in one way or another some of its branding some of it's just kind of building your board of directors it's something that you need to know as a nonprofit leader so yeah she's another another great resource and of course the work that we're doing here at stratcom live yep you know the 
uh, we're, we're trying to keep that updated with, with blog posts, not just from our, you know, from our company, from Grand River Agency, but other places that also help equip you. So, you know, stay tuned to that blog because we're going to keep mm-hmm. content coming to you that is going to help you to level up right. your, your, your approach. Yep. And in addition to that, like in addition to our podcast here and our blog at Stratcom Live, we still have at GrandRiverAgency.io, GrandRiver.agency, we have our blog posts, our, our blog there as well that has just a lot of content that's helpful. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we that's a business model that I think uh, a lot of people don't realize is good, is that, you know, I mean, we could just gatekeep all this information and only give it to you if you pay us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I've found that if we just invest it in you and helps you, then when you're ready, you know who we are. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, that same strategy may work for some nonprofit marketing. You, you will have to do some, you know, that, that idea of informing people and keeping people abreast of what you're doing, making them feel like they're a part of your mission. Maybe they couldn't give, you know, $10,000, for your, your project that you need right now, but you made them feel like they're a part of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You've helped them. You've added value to their life. Then when they're ready, they're going to, they're going to buy, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to donate. They're going to be a part of it. Yeah. And they're going to partner in your nonprofit right. mission. That That's the way that I like to refer to it. You are right. inviting them to partner at a time that is appropriate for them. Right. And, that, and you know, and so when we put out all this free content, that's our goal as well is that when you're ready, and able to invest, to level up your marketing, we're here for you. And in the meantime, we're still here for you and we're helping you in what way we can. So hopefully that, that's good stuff for you. So, yeah, I think so. That's the way that it works. Um, and, and it's important to, to be real, to be authentic, you know, like mm-hmm. transparency is something that, especially when it comes to fundraising, that is important. And there's all kinds of steps out there and things that you can do to make sure that people know, you know, that you're legitimate and that you're honest and that you have integrity. Mm-hmm. But the same thing with your messaging itself. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to, you know, make yourself look like you're a multimillion dollar nonprofit when you're not. It's okay if if they see some of the flaws, if they see some of the mistakes, mm-hmm. if they see some of the holes. That's okay. Well, that's a part of the story. Right. The, the challenges that you face and the challenges that you overcome. I mean, especially for a lot of the small to mid-sized nonprofits that are, you know, they might be working on a budget of less than $250,000 a year. That in itself is a barrier to being able to provide services. And I mean, it's a barrier that they're actively trying to overcome through the digital realm by putting their, their you know, their messaging out there, you know. And, and it's important that you stay on top of what's happening digitally because like we said earlier, things are constantly changing. Like mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times... I'll go to like one of the, a great example of this is adding an admin to your Facebook page, right? We Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about that earlier. The place to do it last year versus where you do it this year. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) why did, why did they change it? I don't know, but they did. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as you're learning to manage your nonprofit marketing, things change, things shift. You know, if you would have told me five years ago, that, or maybe 10 years ago, that the app Musical.ly, which was uh, 13-year-olds lip-syncing, right, to, mm-hmm. to music videos, 
and dancing, that that would become one of the primary ways that people communicate and buy goods Mm -hmm. in a TikTok shop, you know? Like, that has become not just about kids lip-syncing and dancing and doing funny things. It has become a complete change in our culture. you got to stay on top of what's happening so that you know it. Because it's always changing. It's always adapting. And, and, and if you can adapt with it, if you can follow along at least a little bit, it's going to help you engage more people because you'll understand who they are and how they think and right. you'll be able to reach them where they're at. Right. I want to go back to the authenticity thing too. Do it. Do yeah. It. It just kind of coming full circle, you know, back to the, basically back to the beginning is, as I said, nonprofits themselves are story machines. Everything that they're doing is a story, but the messaging, the story itself needs to be outwardly focused. Mm -hmm. And one of the most inauthentic ways that you can promote your message is to talk about how great you are as an organization. We did this. We're doing this. Here's a photo of us on our social media, accepting, accepting money, a a check passing or whatever, $10,000 check. And we do this. That might help. You're going to get a lot of likes on that. You're going to get likes and loves and some comments and everything like that, but that's not the actual story. The story is the person you are helping and every single person you are helping has their own story to tell. You can tell it for them. You can heck go live with them and have them tell it, tell it themselves. You know, this is, or, you know, they can get, they can go on there and be like, hi, I'm, I'm Todd. And I, you know, I'm just so happy to have received this winter coat. It was going to be a really cold winter. You know, that sort of thing. Tell the story for them, what have you. And money follows mission. It does. Yes, it does. Money follows vision. And when you can cast a vision and invite people to join you in your mission, you know, they don't care how great you are. People don't care how great you are. Mm -hmm. They don't care that you're the the leading nonprofit leader in your community. Mm -hmm. They don't care. But they do care about the people you serve. Mm -hmm. And they want to help those people. And they want to be a part of your mission. Yep. And so I think that keeping our egos in check, right? Keeping our egos in check and recognizing that our job is is helping people, but our job is also inviting other people to be a part of helping people. Right. You know? It's mm-hmm. powerful, dude. It's powerful. Yes, it is. So moving down here without making my screen mess up too much. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the trends that we see in 2024 for sure. That's what's what we're going to see marketing wise and the, the perspectives that I think we need to have if we want to be successful in, in marketing our nonprofits in 2024. And so if you need help, you know that we're here to help you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we've got all kinds of resources we're giving you for free. Uh, including, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit this now before we get into to a fun story. Yeah. Uh, but including our, storytelling guide, our digital storytelling guide for nonprofits, uh, where we're going to help you change the world with this, which you can get. The link is in the show notes. Uh, if you go to our website and read our blog post, you'll see links there as well. But really the easiest place right now is to go to the show notes and click get your free storytelling guide now and go there and download that ebook because that's going to help you. And that's one of the ways that we can help you. But if you find yourself in a position where you're like, I just need to pay somebody to do this work because it's, it's, I'm too busy serving people 
Mm-hmm. I'm too busy raising money. I'm too busy accomplishing mission. Yeah. Right. And you should be because that's your job. <laughs> and you shouldn't get t- tied down with all the social media stuff and all the blogging stuff. And your website, it needs some work. That's what we're here to do. So reach out to us and let us know. We'd be more than happy to help. Absolutely. All right, dude. That was a fun episode. Yes, it was. <laughs> we, had, we had lots of good information. And I'm looking forward to see. I'm looking forward to the 2025 marketing trends. Right. That's going to be awesome to see what changes happen in the next year. <laughs> in the next year, it's just going to go entirely back to blogging. <laughs> Every, in the next year, it's people gonna go, are only going to want to read next year, and people are just going to want to read books. <laughs> they're, they're, I, I actually think, you, you know, we didn't talk about AI in there for a reason, because right. I think that people are already getting a little weary of it. You think so? I, I can see it. I yeah. can see it. I'm so, glad you say that. So I, I want to do another episode about AI. We did one last season yep. in our introductory season, but I want to do another episode about AI and about more about how to use it appropriately. But that's that's another topic for another day. Yep. Um, I think we're going to see this year, I think we're going to see a, a rejection of of the AI. I think people are going to be like, no, I need I need real people again. I, I, I I'm intrigued. I know this is a, a different podcast. It's a different a different podcast <laughs> for a different day. But I am so curious to see where, yeah, where you see that going. Yeah, I think people want analog. I think I think they're ready for analog. Although you know, there's always the chance that you know an EMP goes off, and then we're all just analog anyway. And then we have to completely revamp. We won't be talking about digital storytelling. Then we'll be talking about how to tell your story with paper and pen. <laughs> <laughs> how to write in cursive. <laughs> how to write in cursive. <laughs> how to use a a a, a non electric typewriter? <laughs> so, but you know who yes. knows? <laughs> Kelsey, you got a fun uh, fun story for us, right? I think I do, and it also kind of has to deal with this. You know, I think what we're trying to get at here in the digital age is creating viral moments. Yeah, viral digital marketing things that can be shared and shared and shared and shared again uh, to get a lot of eyes on them. So. But when I was working, well, actually, it was, I think we were working at the the marketing agency in town here Mm -hmm. um, back in the day, which was a different lifetime. That that shall not be named. (laughs) No, they're good people. They are. (laughs) They're fun. Um, (laughs) We were celebrating National Hot Dog Day. And which, so, which that was their thing, by the way, they would celebrate every like random national day. Oh, sure. Which, yeah. which was fun. Oh, it was, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you turn, yeah. The, the employee engagement there and, you know, actually yeah. feeling like, like you're having a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Very millennial. And yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so we were, we were grilling at the, you know, at the end of the day, we're outside in the parking lot and we're grilling all these hot dogs. So our buddy Adam and I, we stage a photo where I'm eating one end of the hot dog and he's eating the other end of the hot dog. And we post that on social media. And I mean, for we've worked in digital marketing for a long time. So I mean, like having viral moments is just kind of, we've had them before or whatever. That wasn't your intention. That was not the intention. It was was just 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 to make a joke. It was just to make a joke. Like we're, are we going to meet in the middle? Is it going to be like lady in the tramp kind of with this, with the spaghetti noodle or whatever? Are we going to, we very well could meet in the middle, you know, stay tuned for more. Uh, (laughs) um, So that photo got thousands 
and thousands of likes and comments. And then we posted it in this this group that I'm a member that I was a member of uh, for a while on Facebook. is called Hot Dogs with Threatening Auras. <laughs> Wait. Wait, that hold was the, on. <laughs> why were you in that Facebook? Because group? it was because it was hilarious. Because <laughs> everything that came out of it, they posted multiple times a day, and everything that they posted in there was it always about a hot dog? It was always about hot dogs with threatening auras. Most of them is were. Like, group, does the group still exist? I think I need to join this group. I don't. I don't think it. It, oh it might. It very well might. I know I'm not. It was a member taken of it. down. It was taken down for being offensive during 2020 when everything was offensive yeah yeah probably. <laughs> no. it, it, it might very well exist still but oh, so okay so you joined so you posted it in the group hot dogs with threatening auras yeah it where it just where it got thousands more comments and likes and uh, now did you share the original post from the page in there or did you just post the photo directly in there uh we posted the photo directly in there okay yeah as, yeah. as far as I recall, now this was like you know going on like six, seven years ago or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. But, By the way, marketing tip: if you ever have a photo that you think could go viral in a group called <laughs> "Hot Dogs with Threatening Auras," <laughs> share it from your page into the group so that all those likes and comments count. Yes. Towards your page engagement. Yeah. But anyway, go but, ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no we, 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 the whole purpose was like not. I we weren't trying to accomplish that, you know. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was a viral moment, and that was actually probably my one of my greatest viral moments. I had absolutely nothing to do with what we were doing, but it was hilarious. <laughs> nothing to do with marketing. But, no, but it had everything to do with hot dogs with threatening auras. Hot dogs with threatening auras, and there's Adam and I. Just we're gonna meet in the middle. You know, oh, <laughs> we're gonna meet gosh. in the middle. I remember that happening. <laughs> yeah, you were there at the time. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was there then, and I remember. I th- I think I remember turning away because it was so awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> I remember thinking, "This is a threatening aura. This is a hot dog, <laughs> threatening aura." <laughs> my goodness gracious! Yep. So that's how that went down, and that's my funny story. That's a great story yeah. for the day, dude. I love it. Yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode, our inaugural episode of season two of the Stratcom Live podcast, the small business and nonprofit marketing podcast. I want to make sure that you check out our website at stratcom.live. Go there. We've got great articles, great information. It's going to help you really market your small business and market your nonprofit better. That's what we want to see happen. That's what we want to do. That's our mission is to help you do that. Sure. And uh, so go check it out. And uh, if you liked this episode, if you learned something from it, please share it on social. Share it via email with somebody that you know it would benefit. Comment, leave a rating, a review on Spotify and Apple iTunes. And, uh, yeah, let's just help us get the word out, guys. Tell your friends about it. Sounds perfect. We've all got a story to tell. Let's tell it well. Well.